Hello and welcome to the Crying Burns Calories podcast. I'm your host, Katie Saltzman, personal trainer, nutrition coach, entrepreneur, creator, and expert in teaching women how to take back control of their health, their mindset, and their happiness. Most of you know me as a nutrition coach, but this podcast and this platform is going to be so much more. This is a place where I want to be able to talk about it all. Yes, of course, health and fitness, but also relationships, social media, adulting, hormones, just life. I want this podcast to cover all the ups and downs, and I want you to know that you're not alone. Ultimately, I'm here to give you the confidence to break through what's holding you back, to embrace who you fully are and show up authentically in life. Because life is messy. It's not perfect and it's not meant to be. So grab your wine, a drink, or if you're like me, that chocolate or that ice cream, because it's time to take our stories and the things we go through and make them our superpower. It's time to laugh, cry, learn, and understand that we are all in this together. So let's dive in. It has been a minute since I have talked about my healing journey on this podcast and really just dove into it, giving you a little bit of an update on where I am now. And I'm coming up to the two-year anniversary of what I call the crumbling, the day that like everything crumbled in my life. And I made the decision to pack up, move to Denver to a city where I knew nobody. And what's crazy is it's also the same day that I started my podcast. The day that my podcast podcast launch. It should have been the most exciting day of my life. And it was probably one of the hardest and most pivotal moments in my life that brought me to where I am now. In that moment, I thought I thought it was over. My life was over. I was, you know, 34 turning 35. I was so far from where I wanted to be. I was heartbroken. I was ending a relationship and I was really starting my life over, which is such a scary place to be. Um, but what I didn't realize at that time is how exciting it was but I couldn't see that, right? I was so caught up in the heartbreak and the sadness and the timelines and how my life wasn't at all even close to the timeline that I thought it would be. And I had to make a lot of hard decisions. And the reason I, I want to talk about this one is because the two-year anniversary is coming up and it's crazy how different life looks for me in the best kind of way. And, and I really want it to be encouraging for you because this was not a sunshine and rainbows transition or trip for me. This was, I, I was in the thick of it. I was in the hardest point in my entire life and I didn't know that there was going to be another side. And I really want to show you that there is another side. And, you know, maybe give you some tips of what got me through the really hard parts and what got me through the heartbreak. But another reason I want to do this episode is because I've been having a lot of conversations with women on heartbreak, women that are single in their 30s and haven't met their person, women that have been through divorce, that have left relationships, that have had relationships leave them not on their terms, and they really don't know where to start. I think there's also a lot of us carrying trauma and heartbreak from past relationships that we don't even realize that we carry with us every single day. And it 
becomes part of who we are. It becomes part of how we show up, not only in our everyday life, but how we show up in our current relationships and how we show up with our current partners. And it is so important to heal from those things in your life. So you're able to actually show up as the person that you want to be. And that was a hard lesson for me to learn too. Um, If you are new to this podcast, this community, if you're not, this might be a, a familiar recap, but I was at what I thought would have been the peak of my life in my 30s, what should have been the peak of my life. Um, And I ended up going from this like really high, high to completely hitting rock bottom. So if you don't know, I was married and the guy I was married to was honestly great. I feel like my divorce story is a little bit different than most because him and I are on pretty good terms with each other even still. Uh, We chose to end it before there was this huge amount of resentment, this huge amount of buildup. We did the divorce on our own. We didn't try to take a hit at each other. We didn't hire lawyers. Um, And I know that there's a lot of like nasty divorce stories and things that have happened. And like when I hear those experiences, it hurts and I can't imagine. And I'm grateful that mine was different um, in that sense, but it doesn't mean that it still wasn't hard. So I was married to a guy that I was with for most of my life. And if I'm being completely honest and really vulnerable, which I am on this podcast, it's not a marriage that I should have been in. Him and I both should have recognized that we were very different people and we were moving in different directions in our life. But look, when you're when you're 30 years old and you've been together for a long time, everyone's looking at you like, okay, like let's get things going. When is the next step? And it just felt like a natural next step in transition. And there were conversations that we should have had. There were realizations. There were so many little nudges. I think telling him and I that we were very different people, but um, we had a lot of love and we had a lot of history and it felt like marriage was going to reignite the excitement in our lives. And unfortunately it didn't do that. Um, I, you know, him and I always joke like, oh gosh, I wonder who, who the first one of our friends will be to get divorced. And what's crazy is that him and I were the first ones. We watched so many friends get married. So many of our friends groups in people that were my friends and his friends ended up marrying each other. And we would always sit back and be like, oh, everybody seems so happy and it's amazing. But like the divorce rates 50%. I wonder who it's going to be. These are just normal conversations you have with your husband. And it ended up being us. And I never, ever, ever would have expected that. So picture me in like sort of this amazing moment in my career. I had left working at box gyms. I had started my own business. This is before the pandemic, before 2020 and virtual coaching was really popular. I decided to really just call my shot and start my own business. And I did that and things were taking off. I was married. I had, you know, a great husband. He was making, you know, well over six figures. He was the main, um, he was the main income for our household. My job, well, I started my business and it was doing well. It hadn't grown into what it is today. And even though outside looking in would have seemed like, your life is ideal. You have this house, you're in Royal Oak, Michigan, you just got married, you have your own business. Everything would have told you that I was at the peak 
But what was really happening underneath is I was at the rock bottom because I was the least fulfilled I had ever been. I was in a relationship that I knew I probably shouldn't have been in. Um, him and I were really had complete opposite ideas of what we wanted for growth for our lives. And that was starting to cause a lot of resentment. I, I'm never going to be the, this really traditional girl, even though that's how I grew up. It's just not how I work. It's not who I am now, which I'm proud of. But then I was almost ashamed that I wasn't that. And I was figuring it out. And all of this came to a head in a conversation where he sat down with me and he said, Katie, I just want a normal wife. And in that moment, like I remember tears just streaming down my face because in that moment, I wanted to be a normal wife. I wanted to be what he wanted me to be. I wanted to be that person, but I also knew deep down that I wasn't. I knew my life was meant for more. I knew my life was going and growing in a direction that was not with his. And I knew that who I was as a human was never going to meet his standards of what he wanted as a normal life. In, in a normal wife. He said, I want to live here in Royal Oak, Michigan. I want to build a family here. I want to settle down. My career was growing. He wanted me to go more part-time. And I just remember sitting there sobbing and saying like, that's not me. And I thought that that was one of the hardest conversations at that time. And it was one of the strongest and best conversations I've ever had in my life because it was that conversation in the little voice inside of me that said, this isn't you, Katie, like you have to speak up. You have to tell him that this isn't you. And I was able to communicate that. And it was that conversation that led us in different directions and very soon after we got married, we ended up getting a divorce. And that was a really hard thing, especially I come from a really conservative family, right? Divorce isn't something that is like talked about and is normalized. We do what we can to not have that. And I'm really the first one in my immediate family that's ever gone through that or been through that. So that was a really, really tough situation that I actually am very proud of how I navigated it. Um, but coming out of a divorce, you're in this weird season in life where you don't really know who you are. I'd been with this person for most of my life. Like I met my ex-husband when I was 18 years old and I was in my thirties. So you can imagine how much of my life was connected to him and how much I didn't know who I was as a person in any way. Um, I should have taken that moment for me. I should have taken that moment to heal. But to be honest, I wasn't ready for that. And I wasn't even present or aware in my life to recognize that that is what I needed. So instead of taking a situation like a divorce and healing from that and going in a direction where it brought growth in my life, I chose the complete opposite. I thought I'm going through a divorce. This is my phase. This is my season. And I went a way more toxic route, if I'm being totally honest. And I ended up in a terrible relationship because of that. Before him and I, after we separated, before I was even divorced, I had thrown myself into another relationship with somebody that I was like very familiar with in the fitness industry, knew it wasn't a good person, but had convinced myself that like this was my time and this was going to be my comeback. Um, what again, another one of those moments in life where there were so many nudges that were telling me to heal and find myself, but I wasn't listening. I just, I wasn't ready. I wasn't at the point or the season in my life where I was ready to accept that. 
And I paid for that big time. Like the relationship that I got into was one of the most toxic relationships and it broke me. I was vulnerable. I didn't know who I was. I was manipulated really easy. I'm like a recovering people pleaser at heart. And I ended up with a narcissist who is a pretty abusive human and really took advantage of that every step of the way, took advantage of who I was as a person and where I was in life. And if you want to hear the story on narcissistic abuse in the relationship that I was in. I did a two-part series on it last year, um, actually on the year anniversary from leaving the situation, the year anniversary of the day that I call the crumble. Um, I did the two-part series on this relationship when I was ready to really speak about what had happened um, and, and what like the role that it played in my life. So if you want to listen to that, you can scroll back to last year. It was a little over a year ago that I did that. You will find that series. Um, but honestly, this podcast episode isn't about that relationship and I don't want to make it about that at all. The reason I even bring that up is really just to show you that it's okay to not be in a great place after a really hard moment in your life, after a divorce, after a heartbreak, like that's a normal thing for a lot of us to go through. But the problem is that most of us stay in that season for so long. We stay in the broken season. We stay in the sorry for ourselves season. We stay in the woe is me, the my life doesn't look what I thought it was going to look like. And I stayed in it for a little bit. Like sometimes we just need time to process that, but it's so important for us to understand that like that season is not going to get us to the next version of who we want to be. That season is not going to take us to the next level. And that's why we, that's what we want, right? But if we're always staying in there and we're never doing anything to actually break through, we're not going to get what we want which is where most of us are ending up. These are the conversations that I'm having with women every single day, feeling broken, feeling lost, feeling like it's the end of their story, but not realizing that it can actually be just the beginning of your story. Like this heartbreak, this loss, this low point in your life can actually be a catalyst for like a super powerful and transformative journey if you let it happen. Like there's so much potential for growth and rediscovery after a season of loss, after a season of heartbreak, after a breakup, whatever it might be that you're going through, but you have to understand that there is opportunity there and you have to be able to pivot and also know when that time is right. Because I didn't know where to begin in any way. I knew that I needed to remove myself from Michigan And I had a lot of conversations with people around like, gosh, Katie, it really just seems like you're running from your problems. And while I honored what they were saying, and I totally got that that's where they were coming from. For me, I was in a position where I had made decisions for everyone else in my life for so long. And I didn't want to stay in Michigan anymore. And I knew that Michigan wasn't going to give me the growth and the healing that I wanted. It wasn't going to shake me up. It wasn't going to challenge me in the ways that I needed to be challenged. And I'd be way more likely to recycle into a past version of myself, which I wanted nothing to do with. That past version of myself got me to where I am now, but it wasn't going to get me to where I wanted to be. And I wasn't going to be able to do that in Michigan. 
I know not everyone has the opportunity to pick up and move to a new city. I think in my mid-30s, having that opportunity is pretty rare. And for most of us, whether it's because of family, kids, um, maybe having to be in that state because of our ex, whatever situation that we're in, we might not have that opportunity to move to a new city and have a fresh start. And I hear you with that. That might be the case for you, but in any situation, no matter where you, you're at, you always have the chance to evolve. At any point in your life, you always have this opportunity for rebirth to really be able to step into the version of you that you want. So know that can happen no matter the location and don't let that hold you back or let that use as an excuse because it might be harder for you where you're at in the same location surrounded by the same people, but it 100% is not impossible. So I want to take you back to where I was like in the thick of it, working through things, because I think this is where a lot of women still are and find themselves stuck at, um, not really knowing where to start right? We feel like we get a little headway and then we get knocked back. We get a little more headway and we get knocked back. And a lot of times it's because the same patterns, the habits, things are repeating. Um, and I want to chat a little bit about how I was able to just work through that. Number one, I want to point out that it is so important to take time to grieve and to take time to process your emotions. You do not have to be a hero and you can 100% allow yourself to be human. It's okay to feel lost. It's okay to feel heartbroken. I grew up in the Midwest and I grew up very much in hustle culture and I wanted to hustle myself out of this heartbreak quicker than you could possibly imagine. And I wasn't able to, and I actually didn't allow myself to, because that's exactly what I did coming out of my marriage. And that's the exact thing that got me into the relationship that I should have never been in, in the first place. Why? Because I wanted to be strong. I wanted to be resilient. I wanted to put a smile on my face. I wanted my life to look like I felt like it should have looked when I was in my mid thirties and it didn't. So I created that in a really toxic way for myself without even realizing it. So even though the season where you're grieving, the season where you're processing your emotions, even though that's the season you want to skip, you have to understand that that is what's going to make you who you are. You want the strong, you want the resilient, resilient human, you want the healed version of you. That happens when you're in the thick of it. That happens when you're in the sludge. So allow yourself to go through that. Allow yourself to have the ugly cries on the kitchen floors where you're calling your mom and sobbing in your mid thirties. And she's like, what is going on? And you don't even know where to start or what to tell her. Those are necessary parts of the healing journey, but it's also really important to not stay stuck in that. It's a growing process. There will be times where you feel like you've really grown and it takes you back to that ugly cry on the kitchen floor. Those are little road bumps. They happen. That is okay. Allow yourself to grieve, but also allow yourself to like grow in the process. And it's so important that you build a strong foundation for you to be able to see that growth. Again, hustle culture, Midwest, I was like, I can do everything on my own. Like I got this, I can heal on my own. I can do all of these things. And I realized very quickly that I actually wasn't able to do that, especially away from 
things that I would use to numb, things that I would use to cope, you know, maybe habits and patterns that weren't serving me, being able to just run to my mom. I didn't have that opportunity when I was here in Denver. And I didn't have any of my things or any of my stuff around me that where I was able to do that. I really had to throw myself into the healing process. And I fully believe, even though two years ago, and for probably, I don't know, four or five months was the hardest season of my life. It is crazy how all of that happened for a reason. Um, If my stuff would have come to Denver right away within the first week of me getting here, I probably would have picked back up on so many old patterns. But since my things disappeared and I was in Denver on an air mattress for three months, not knowing anyone, I didn't have TV. I didn't have Netflix that I could go to and just totally numb for the night. I didn't have any of my stuff, anything that made me feel comfort. So I actually had to create comfort in myself for the first time ever. Like what a crazy feeling to have to find comfort in yourself, to have to learn how to cope with your nervous system, learn how to calm your nervous system down, learn how to actually feel emotion for the first time without anything around you that is distracting you. That was one of my biggest wake-up calls. And because I had to do all of that and because I was processing things so deeply, I knew that I couldn't do it on my own. Like at all. And I am somebody that likes to do everything on my own. If you ask my parents, like I'm Miss Independent, I will figure it out. I will get resourceful. I will do it 100%. And I knew that this wasn't something that I was able to do on my own. So I hired a therapist that was a trauma-informed therapist, super, super um, educated when it came to narcissistic abuse and everything that I had gone through. I also hired a self-discovery coach. This isn't something I did right away. I started with my therapist first in order to do a little of the diving deep, but my therapist quickly realized that I was in the messy season of healing and I was really stuck in that messy season of healing um, where I wasn't quite ready to give that up. And I'm, I'm lucky that I had a therapist that recognized that. And one of the things that she said to me was, Katie, you're, you're doing the messy part of the healing, the hard, the ugly crying, the journaling, you know, emotions, feelings coming up from childhood, all of that congratulations, that's 50% of it. But you also have to recognize that the other 50% of it is finding who you are again, is finding a network of friends, is finding how to have fun in life, how to create joy again on your own. And that's the part that you're not doing. So of course you're feeling stuck in these emotions. Of course you're feeling like shit. And of course you don't feel like you're growing at all because you're actually not. You're just stuck in the same emotions of where you were at instead of also finding who you are again. So at that time, I hired a self-discovery coach. I've had her on this podcast. Her name is Kelsey Flanagan, and she is just this incredible woman that literally changed my life. But she really helped me figure out who I was again and encouraged me to create life and joy. And with her and my therapist, I worked with both of them for six months, and it really helped me not only heal from everything I was going through, but just find who I am again as a human. And I think that is so important because the reconnecting to ourselves is the part that so many of us miss. Like the hobbies that we abandon, the passions that we put on hold, whether it's, for me, it was dancing, whether it's dancing, writing, hiking, painting, like 
rediscover who you are, reignite all of those things that you've put on hold, that you've told yourself that you shouldn't be doing as an adult, that you've told yourself like, oh, uh, that happens when we're in our 20s, but that can't happen when we're in our 30s, 40s, 50s. Your life can look however you want it to look like. And the more that you disconnect from yourself and the more that you abandon yourself from the things in life that truly bring you joy and that light you up and that make you laugh, no matter how silly you think they are as an adult, the more you disconnect from that, the more you disconnect from who you are and being able to show up as that person. And I think that was the most beautiful part of the whole journey was reconnecting to myself so much that I almost cut everything else out of my life that I, I, I learned how to set boundaries in that process to a point where I had really, really strong boundaries. That's when I decided that I was going to commit to a year of no dating and no distractions, a year of focusing on connection and community in Denver, of meeting friends, of learning how to dance again, really taking a year to just pour into myself. And again, I realize this looks different for everyone and not everyone is in a situation where they're single in their mid thirties in a city and don't have, you know, the responsibility of kids or whatever that might look like. I really kind of released that when I moved to Denver. But I also think that at any point in our lives, no matter where we're at, we're able to start to add these bits of joy into our life and these bits of rediscovering ourselves but we're not letting ourselves do that. And if you have been stuck in a heartbreak phase and feeling like you're cycling through, maybe maybe you're in a new relationship still dealing with your past heartbreak. Maybe you never got over your past relationship. And again, maybe you're sitting here in a phase in your life where you're like, life looks so different than I thought it would. It's okay to be there. Like you're human, welcome to the club. You are not alone in that but it's not okay to just sit in that and not do anything about it. And it's so important that you build this solid foundation for your recovery and for your healing so you can actually rediscover who you are. Like heartbreak and loss, it sucks. It hands down 100% sucks, but it can also be the biggest teacher in our life if you let it and if you lean into it. It teaches us about being compassionate towards ourselves, towards others. It teaches us about sitting with ourselves, about dusting ourselves off and like literally taking the first steps towards a new beginning and creating the version of us that we want. But we're not letting it be our biggest teacher. We're letting it be our biggest lesson. And we're sitting in that lesson and we're building resentment. And we're missing out on joy in life because that resentment is building and because so much of our energy is going towards what we don't have anymore and a past version of us and not enough of your energy is going towards the version of you that you really want to be. Like I'm a different person now in, in so many ways, but I think the biggest place that I notice it is I'm a different partner now. Now that I have Max in my life and I'm engaged to him and I'm in the healthiest relationship I've ever been in. But I'm also the healthiest version of me. I've never, ever been able to show up for anyone like this in a relationship with such peace and calm and safety and all of these feelings that I've never had. And I've never been able to be this person before because I didn't do the work that was necessary to get me here. So not only is it going to change 
your life and who you are and how you show up in life, but it's also going to forever shift your relationships and your friendships and maybe your relationships with your kids, whatever that might look like. Healing from these past versions of you is going to allow you to create such a different life for yourself and show up as that you. And I want you just listening to this. If you're like resonating with what I'm saying to understand that we take so much time trying to get back to where we were before the heartbreak. And it's not about that. It is not about getting back to where you were. And that was one thing that the therapist told me is she's like, you are constantly in our sessions, comparing yourself to your peak, when you were the fittest, when you were felt like you were the happiest, when your life looked the happiest to everyone else, right? When I tried to look the most perfect online, even though I was crumbling inside, I was constantly comparing myself to that past version. And because of that, I wasn't looking forward. She's like, Katie, you are trying to drive a car forward when you are looking back behind you and you're just not going to get to where you need to be because of that. And I mean, I love a good analogy. So that was like so good for me to hear, but she was right. I was constantly trying to get back to where I was before the heartbreak instead of realizing that that version wasn't going to get me to where I want to be at all. Um, And it's not about getting back to that. It's about becoming someone even better. And I really, really want you to embrace that today. Like you don't have to forget about your past. It will always be part of you. What happened to me will always be part of me, but I can also honor that season while embracing this beautiful potential of my future and continuing to grow. And if that's the piece that you're missing, that's like the piece that I really, really want you to focus on is know that when, yes, you may have been through loss and you may have lost it all, but you also gain the ability to build the most amazing life. And you're not just healing in this process. It's not just healing and heartbreak. You're also growing. And so like allow it to be messy, but allow it to be beautiful because that's really, really what it is. And I know 100% that the version of you that you want is waiting if you just let it happen. If you vibe with this episode, I would love to hear from you. You know at Crying Burns Calories, we are all about community and connection and just changing the conversation about life for women. So if this episode was helpful for you, I would love if you could tag me, share it on your Instagram stories so I can thank you and also so we can just continue to get the message out and growing this amazing community.